0: Welcome to the Sunday Poems. I'm Ken Hayda. Thank you for joining me. This is episode number 86. Today I want to read a couple of poems that challenge a uh, an aesthetic vision of life that we often hold dear, that we often assume to be true, and that is the notion that beauty has some eternal lasting value. Uh, Plato and the old Greeks, many of them believe that beauty, like truth and justice, was one of those eternal qualities. Uh, one of those eternal ideals that we as humans try to live toward and form reality from. Um, Keats, the famous uh, romantic poet, famously said, Beauty is truth, truth, beauty, that is all you know on earth and all you need to know. That famous ending of his poem, Ode on a Grecian Urn. Um, but I want to look at a poem here by Leone Adams. Uh, titled April Mortality, which seems to challenge that notion, uh, seems to suggest that beauty is temporary, uh, maybe a fantasy, uh, or at least it's not ultimately satisfying, because precisely because of its limitation, because of the looming idea of death, and the mortality of it all. And certainly some romantics wanted to say that death is also beautiful, Um, but the fact is, is that the thing that we hold beauty and that we organize our life around can often be interrupted. So let's see what it says. April Mortality, Leone Adams. Rebellion shook an ancient dust and bones, bleached dry of rottenness, said, heart be bitter still, nor trust the earth, the sky in their bright dress. Heart heart dost thou not break to know this anguish thou wilt bear alone we sang of it an age ago and traced it dimly upon stone with all the drifting race of men thou also art begot to mourn that she is crucified again the lonely beauty yet unborn and if thou dreamest to have won some touch of her impermanence "'Tis the old cheating of the sun, "'the intricate, lovely play of sense. "'Be bitter still. "'Remember how four petals, "'when a little breath of wind made stir, "'the pear-tree bough blew delicately down to death.'" April Mortality. I suppose the poem could be read as an ironic tribute to nature and to the lovely play of sense and the cheating sun and these... uh, the brightness that the sky and the earth offers, for certainly it does offer that. But I don't think that's the best way to read it. I think that the word rebellion sets the tone for the poem. Rebellion shook an ancient dust. And I think rebellion is rebelling against the notion that beauty has some sort of permanent lasting value, some eternal quality. Uh, And so that raises all kinds of interesting questions for those of us who write about nature and try to uh, establish and reproduce beauty and try to find beauty in our soul and order in our soul, in our writing, in our relationships, and the things that, that capture our fancy. So on the one hand, you have Keats, beauty is truth and truth is beauty. On the other hand, you have Wallace Stevens, a contemporary of Adam's who says, Death is the mother of beauty, mystical, within whose burning bosom we devise our earthly mothers waiting sleeplessly. I'm captivated by his phrase, Death is the mother of beauty. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's why uh, beauty is um, suspicious in Adam's view, because it is mortal and it can't last and even in the most beautiful situation, we perhaps need to be reminded of that. April mortality, the mortality is is in our face. Um, it seems to me that the speaker in this next poem is unable to come to terms or is just now coming to terms with the sense of loss. And I think that beauty and death and loss, uh, fantasy, hope, those kind of things um, have to be situated and contextualized. So anyway, here is a poem that I wrote that uh, roughly follows along this, this whole idea of, of the momentary bliss. The fantasy of being loved is not what you think not what you want to believe. It is a cloudy day in March, a neurotic backsliding toward winter after a bright, uplifting taste of sun taking blue December away. It is the promise of broken promise. Fool, you are not a mythical hero. Why do you want this tragic end? You can't have it both ways. You cannot make a future from something that never has been. Can you spring a flower from seed that has been spoiled? So, I'd like to finish today's program uh, with a Wallace Stevens poem. And this one is titled, Of Mere Being. Uh, Perhaps that's what it ultimately boils down to. If beauty is constructed or beauty is something that we uh, create or establish by our cultural norms or even by our individual taste, uh, nonetheless, that is simply a mask. It may be a beautiful mask, it may be a satisfying mask temporarily, but it does not address the deep core of reality, which is mere being. So let me end with Wallace Stevens. Of mere being. The palm at the end of the mind. Beyond the last thought. Rises in the bronze decor. A gold feathered bird sings in the palm. Without human meaning. Without human feeling. A foreign song. You know then that it is not the reason. That makes us happy or unhappy. The bird sings. Its feathers shine. The palm stands on the edge of space. The wind moves slowly in the branches. The bird's fire-fangled feathers dangle down. Mere being. It is not the reason that makes us happy or unhappy. Thank you for joining me on this program. If you would like to see information about my books and my other uh, activities, you can check out KenHeda.org. Until next week, I'm Ken Heda with the Sunday Poems.